It's 4 o'clock and time for the Calvary Live Show, taking your calls and questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus. The number to call is 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And I want to welcome you to today's edition of Calvary Live. I'm your host for today's program, Jeff Figgs. I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley in northern Colorado, and I'm going to be with you for the next hour, taking your questions and prayer requests. As you just heard, the number to call is 303-690-3000. So I encourage you to grab one of those open lines, and if you got any questions about the Bible or Christian living or uh, things that, uh, that concerning the Lord and the things of the Lord, the things that are important to you, give me a call and I'd love to be able to point to you God's Word, be able to pray with you. I'm sure there's a lot of prayer needs that are out there for you listeners today on Grace FM all along the Front Range in Colorado. I pray that you're safe as we're experiencing some snow today and uh, and uh, some snow coming down up here in Greeley. And then also for those who are on the East Coast and Hope FM radio network, we want to welcome you as well. And you are a week delayed in listening, but you can call it this time. And you can give us uh, your questions and prayer requests at 303-690-3000. want to also welcome the online listeners, uh, those listening all over the nation. Uh, you too can be a part of today's program. So give me a call. We have open lines at 303-690-3000. And to remind you, once again, we do have a text line for you to text in a question. And that number is 720 720- Three three six zero eight nine seven, and I'm really looking forward to talking with you and uh, talking um, to uh, what your questions are and pointing to you to the truth and to the truth of God's word. And look, um, I know that the Lord has a lot for us here today. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand. Give me a call on today's Calvary Live. I just want to start out by reading from the Book of Job, chapter five. And Job going through a very difficult time in his life, of course. Most of us know what Job is all about. But in chapter 5, he says something quite amazing. He says, But as for me, I would seek God, and to God I would commit my cause, who does great things and unsearchable, marvelous things without number. He gives rain on the earth and sends waters on the fields. He sets on those uh, high on those who are lowly and those who mourn are lifted to safety. So I just want to pray for our nation and um, I just want to pray it's election day today. Uh, of course, we've seen the events of uh, what has gone on, not only in uh, this last week down in Texas, but last week uh, we saw what happened in New York uh, less than a month ago in Las Vegas. I'm sure that's heavy on everybody's mind. Uh, but let's go ahead and pray. Father, we start to show out by just um, on this election day, we are thankful for our nation. We are thankful for the blessings that we experience and the freedoms that we have. And uh, so we do, as we're heading towards Veterans Day, I thank you for all those who are serving us, uh, serving our nation. I thank you for all the first responders uh, that are out there and those uh, who hold the line uh, between good and evil. And Lord, I do pray that you would just, uh, for our nations, that there be a turning to you at this time more than ever, uh, that there be a proclaiming of the gospel and uh, Lord, that uh, you would uh, just be with us, and um, Lord, that we would recognize our need for you, how we need you. And I do want to pray for those down in Texas who have experienced such uh, horror and death and loss, uh, tragedy that we can't experience. I pray 
for all those in that little town in Texas, all the families affected. Um, I, I pray for those in the church, uh, and I just pray that you bring strength and healing uh, that only you can truly bring at times like this. And again, we pray for all those who have experienced loss, so much loss we have seen, um, even in, in Colorado this last week in Thornton. <clears throat> we want to lift up those families. And Lord, we just pray that um, we would be ones that are committed to bringing light in the darkness uh, in every way. Lord, uh, we just lift all this up to you in Jesus' name. Well, let's go to our phone lines to Vi, uh, Violetta in Denver. Violetta? Yes. This is Pastor Jeff on Calvary Live. Oh, hi. How you doing? How are you? I'm good. How are you today? Oh, I'm doing good. I just have a question about the about the revelation on the Bible. I am, okay. I was reading it a couple of times and I still don't uh was Jesus talking about in parables or still or or what? And where in Revelation? Well, let's see. Uh, chapter five. Okay. Where he talked about the squirrel. The I uh, see. I can't pronounce right. some of the words. Yeah, you 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 asked a very good question. What we have is in chapters four and five that kind of flow together. Is John has this vision of uh, of heaven in chapter four. He has this vision of that which is around the throne of God. Uh, the four living creatures, um, they cry out day and night, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and who is to come. And uh, so uh, that's chapter 4. And then it moves into chapter 5 of the book of Revelation that you're wondering about. And all of a sudden this scene is being played out. And there's one in in his right hand uh, that has this this um, scroll. And, and John sees that no one's worthy to open up the scroll. Right, and uh-huh. so this this is something that you got to remember that John is looking at those things that are going to be future. And to understand the Book of Revelation, uh, there's a outline given in the Book of Revelation that really helps. That John was told to write the things which you have seen. That's Revelation chapter one. That John sees the resurrected Lord uh, there standing in the midst of seven golden lampstands. And then write the things down, which are, that is, the church things, that chapters 2 and 3. And then write the things that will take place after this. So that's chapter 4 to the end of the book. That is all yet future. So this heavenly scene is going to take place in the future. And what we see here is that the one who is the line of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has prevailed to open the scroll and to loose its seven seals. And there are many Bible commentators that suggest that what this is is the title deed to the earth. And what happens is is that Jesus is going to take the scroll, begin to open up the seals, and then uh, what we see is judgment's going to come on a Christ-rejected world. But what we also see in here is a new song that they sang, that you are worthy to take the scroll to open its seals. You were slain. You have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe, tongue, people, and nation. Now, there's only one that that speaks of. That's Jesus. He's the one that was slain, uh, redeemed us to God by his blood. And this is the song of the church. It's not the song of Israel. It's not the song of angels. It's the song of the church out of every tribe, tongues, people, and nation. So this is this heavenly scene that is being played out uh, 
in Revelation chapter 5. All right? Okay, so what what is it? So what, is he looking for the, 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 the what do you call that? The, the, see, I can't seven really pronounce scroll. that word. Yeah, yeah the seven, seven seal scroll. And what we see in the book of Revelation then, then the scene's going to change in chapter 6 to what takes place here on earth. In chapter 6 through chapter 18 is God pouring out his wrath on a Christ-rejected world. And that's what these these scrolls, as he opens up, there's seven seals. When he opens up the seventh seal, then seven angels are going to stand up blowing trumpets, and those are judgments. The seventh angel stands up and has bowls and, and pours out these bowls of judgment on a Christ-rejected world that culminate the end of this world as we now know. Then chapter 19, Jesus Christ comes back. He comes back with us um, that we will return with him. He will touch down on the Mount of Olives, as the book of Zechariah tells us, and um, and then he will destroy those those armies that have gathered in uh, Megiddo in northern Israel, the last world war, and then we will see that he will usher in his kingdom. That is chapter uh, 20. It speaks of the millennium reign of Jesus Christ. A lot of the Old Testament prophets uh, speak of the millennium reign of Jesus Christ. Then after a thousand years, the heavens and the earth as we now know it are going to dissolve, as Peter says in his second epistle. And there's the great white throne judgment where the unbelievers are going to be judged. And then the new Jerusalem, new heaven, and new earth is is going to be created. That's chapters 21 and 22. So that's in a very much of a nutshell, the book of Revelation. So what would be helpful is if you get, read the book of Revelation, because there's a lot of symbolism that is there, and you can interpret the book of Revelation uh, with the symbolism throughout Scripture, knowing the book of Daniel. So it might be good for you to to listen um, you know, to uh, a good Bible study in the book of Revelation. We've gone through the book of Revelation, and, um, and then get a good commentary on it as well, and then you'll find that it'll make a lot more sense to you. Okay? That's okay. Thank you. Thanks for calling. I oh. appreciate it. That's a good question. Okay. Well, thank you very much. You answered my, my uh, question. Okay. Keep studying. God bless thank you. you. Thanks for calling. You uh-huh. bet. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000. How this works is when somebody hangs up, we got a free line. Uh, again, I want to welcome all the Grace FM listeners and those of you who are listening in on Hope FM on the East Coast. Love to hear from you guys out there. Uh, just love being a, a part of your lives. And uh, so give us a call here at this time. Let's go to Bianca in Aurora. Bianca? How are you doing? I am good. How are you? Well, I'm doing pretty good. I just like prayer for the ministry the Lord has entrusted me with, as I know we're heading into a time of a lot of prayer and with all this praying for Israel and the Jewish people and and as a matter of fact we're preparing to in my Facebook group and obviously for everyone we don't no one has to have Facebook to join in this but 
we will be having our biggest ever Pray for Israel event on November 20th. It's not usually on the day we would do our regular second and fourth Tuesday of the month prayer time, but but I feel from the Lord that we really need to pray for Israel on November 20th. And so we're preparing for that biggest prayer event ever. And, and just pray for me as I am still going to different events in the Jewish community. And I recently made a new Israeli friend, and so just keep all of this in prayer. Absolutely. And Father, I do pray for Bianca. She has a heart for Israel, uh, to be praying for Israel. We are told in the Scriptures to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And Lord, we know that you have a plan for them, that you're working in the midst of your people. And Father, we uh, pray that... um, uh, that you would just uh, continue, uh, even as uh, Romans 11 says, that blindness has come in part. There are those who are being saved. It's not a full blindness, but there are those that, um, that um, of Jewish descent that are coming to know you. But, Lord, we look to the restoration of Israel that will take place uh, when Jesus Christ comes back. And then, as Paul writes, all of Israel will be saved. But, Lord, we also know that there's difficulty for them, uh, just as we live in perilous times ourselves. And, Lord, that I pray that you be with Bianca and her ministry as she goes to different events, uh, Jewish events that are around, uh, as she uh, prays for them, as she has a, a new acquaintance. And, Lord, I just pray that, um, uh, and um, I just uh, ask that you would strengthen her and bless her in every way. And, um, and Lord, just guide her. Um, I thank you for her heart, for her ministry, um, how she's dedicated to prayer, um, how she desires to be used of you. Encourage her in every way. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And mark that on your calendar, November 20th, the biggest prayer event ever. So, Right. And that's on a Monday. That's that Monday before yes. Thanksgiving, right? Yeah. Right. All right. All Thanks, right. Bianca. Well, have a good rest of the show. Thanks for calling in. It's always good to hear mm-hmm. from you. God bless you. 303-690-3000. And I'd love to talk to you about the things that the Lord I want to tell you of the text line once again. You can text in a question, and that's 720-336-0897. This is Calvary Live with Pastor Jeff Figs, And... um I am with you in studio, ready to take your questions and prayer requests. Let's go to Chris in Lakewood. Chris? Chris? Are you with us, Chris? Chris in Lakewood. Chris, I don't know if you dropped or um, you're still there, but I'm not reaching you. So if you did drop, call back. I'd love to talk to you about the things of the Lord. Um, 303-690-3000, and we do have some open lines. I'd love to talk to you about the things of the Lord. Um, as we open up to the uh, hour with praying for our nation, I want to encourage you to continue to do that. It is Election Day, and uh, we need to continue to lift our nation up. Um, 
in prayer. Let's go to Chris, see if he's on line three. Chris, are you there with us? I'm here this time. <laughs> hey, great, super. Hey, Thanks for calling in. How you in. doing? I'm good. How are you? Uh, doing really well. Um, I just had a, an encouraging vision in church this uh, past Sunday during the sermon, and uh, it was a great light that was above the church, and an angel, an angel spoke saying, uh, you shall not bring that with you. Um, and in my heart, I think it was referring to Revelation twenty-one, twenty-seven, which is, uh, there shall be no means anything that enters in that defiles, causing them not abomination or a lie, only those who are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Um, but um, with that saying... Um, you know, speaking to the hearts of the people of the church, you shall bring none of that with you, uh, discerning the the thoughts, hearts of of the things that the, the body of Christ. If there's anything that you're holding on to, the Lord wants to strip us naked, because we can't bring any of that with us. Any uh, uh, thing that defiles, causing abomination or a lie, and uh, so it's just a prayer for the church you know, to keep in our hearts, and even for myself, you know, to make sure that I, I live a, a life that's worthy, you know, walking in right. a holiness, uh, not conforming to any form of lust, as in my ignorance, but uh, being a holy as He has called us to be holy. Um, right. Anyway, I just want to and, encourage the Church with that. Yeah, thank you. I, you know, I appreciate that. And, um, Chris, you know, the the verse that you gave, of course, is speaking of the glory of the New Jerusalem, and I can't wait till we're all together. Yeah. And we're in the New Jerusalem, and there, no more sin, um, no more defilement that takes place. But as you were speaking, you said something about uh, walking worthy, but what it reminds me of is what we read in Ephesians chapter 4, that Paul the Apostle, he he says, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling which you were called. And what is interesting, that there is a pattern in the Pauline epistles that you often see, and that is, we see it very clearly in the book of Ephesians, that he makes sure that we understand who we are in Christ, the, the blessings we have in Christ, because he's the one that makes us worthy. We're not worthy in and of ourselves but right. his incredible grace. And, and Ephesians takes us to the heavenlies, that we've been forgiven, we've been chosen, uh, we have been adopted, all these things. Um, and um, so, uh, you know, we have an inheritance, we've been sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, uh, you've been saved by grace um, through faith, not of yourselves, it's a gift of God, all these wonderful things. But yeah. then he says, now that you understand that, Chris— then this is how you are to walk in the Lord. This is what you get to do. And the reason I'm pointing that out is because I want the listeners to understand, and this has been a big thing for me to to really apply in my life, uh, when I feel, really finally started getting it, that once I understood what Christ has done for me, how valuable and rich I am in Christ, then this is what I get to do for Christ. And you see it in the book of Romans. You get you see it, and that's what Paul does, because you can go to chapters 4, 5, and 6 of Ephesians, and they're a blessing, and, but it's like, okay, this is how you are to, to live. This is how you're to treat your wife. This is how right. you know, you're to raise your family and, and all these things. But if I don't fully understand my blessings in Christ, what he has done for me, how he's made me alive, um, that he's our peace, 
then it's going to be more of a struggle. So I think that's important uh, thing that you're bringing out. And and as you just go through the the blessings of the Lord, um, the spiritual blessings that are ours, you just go, wow, Lord. Um, <laughs> it is so incredible that you're our cornerstone, that Christ dwells in me, um, that he has brought us together, and they needed to understand that. So um, good point that you brought out and a good word for us. Walk with the Lord, enjoy him, and uh, yeah. he's our hope, and he's everything for us. So thanks, Chris. Appreciate that word. God bless you. God bless you. Thanks for calling. Okay, bye-bye. All right, 303-690-3000. Let's go to Michael in Denver. Michael? Good evening, Pastor Jeff. How are you? I'm fine. God bless you, sir. I have a I have a question. Can you hear me all right? Yes, I can. I have a question. It's regarding where you draw the line in obeying those in authority that uh and where you have to challenge that authority and become a radical as far as a Christian goes. Mm-hmm. That I, I think, Michael, the key is this, that Paul uh, writes in Romans chapter 13 that we'll be subject to the governing authorities. Peter writes something similar in his epistle. Uh, Paul writes it again to Timothy that, you know, and he's writing during a time of when uh, Caesar Nero was in power. Caesar Nero was persecuting the Christians. And yet he says that we're to be subject to the governing authorities. I think the line is is if they're asking us to do something immoral or in direct contradiction to God's word, then there is that line that is there. I'm going to, as the apostles said, to the Sanhedrin. The Sanhedrin council, that was the authority in Israel there in Jerusalem, to the religious leaders, they told the Sanhedrin, or they told the apostles, uh, the council did, don't mention the name of Jesus. You filled Jerusalem with your doctrine, so don't preach the name of Jesus anymore. And Peter responded by saying that if we have a choice to obey God or man, we're going to obey God. And we can't help but speak about the things that we have seen and heard. So that's where I think the line is. I think that it has to be clear that it's uh, immoral. Uh, It is a direct contradiction against God's word. Um, And then we're going to obey God. So that's where you're at with that. Well, the reason I ask that is this. I was listening to something about the uh, this morning by one of the pastors on the radio station about that about uh, uh, about that gentleman who who assisted and and chasing off that guy in Texas and who was shooting up that uh, Baptist church on Sunday. Uh huh. And there was a large discussion about you know standing up and and protecting the body of Christ, those in the, in, a, in one's community church where they go to and their family and their own individual family members standing up and and protecting them and stuff, you know. Um, right. But my brother has taught me something. He's not necessarily a Christian, but he's he kind of taught me something which I believe in. Okay. And it's something that he taught me, and he, and we, he believes and I believe, and it's God, God, uh, God, family, and country. Okay. So right. I would 
definitely stand up for the things of God, and I will definitely stand up to protect my family. But now, when it comes down to the country and stuff, my question is this. If if our government, hypothetically speaking, did something that was unconstitutional and was was um, doing things that was unethical and unconstitutional, definitely un- wrong, um, as a Christian, would I would, would the word require me to uh, submit to the authority and what they're doing, or is or is Here's that the line, thing, Michael? Has that line been crossed? If, here's the thing, Michael. You know, there's a lot of emotion going on with what we have seen in Texas. A lot of discussion that's going on right now, and and I think that um, just in the last month, we've seen. Um, the Las Vegas shooting we saw a week ago. We were praying for those in New York because of the terrorist attack that happened. It was the largest terrorist attack uh, that took place in New York since 9-11. And, and there is a lot of emotion. I, I was there at 9-11 um, afterwards down at Ground Zero helping out with a lot of other Calvary Chapel pastors and those ministering to the first responders. It's a time I'll never forget. Um, and you know, the the shooting in Texas hits us Christians closer. But I, I think that um, that in the discussion that we need to remember that, for me, it reminds me of how we need to pray for our nation, how we need to be praying for our leaders. There needs to be a turning back um, to the Lord in our nation. And, and Michael, here's the thing, that every, not only every church, but every business, Walmart, every Target, every store, has to deal with the issue of security in the day that we're living in. Um, it's just it's a part of our world, and you know, we as citizens, um, you know, we can't stay home from the store. We're going to go shopping. We're going to be out and about, um, and those are issues that it's going to be debated. But for me, um, a lot of that is going to be the churches have to decide their security, uh, where it is with that, um, and uh, every business. And also um, to be remembering that we do live in dark times and perilous times, and we need to be praying more than ever. Um, and we need to go in that route. There's going to be a lot of debate as far as what the government role is, uh, what's constitutional, what is not constitutional. But the thing is, we need to uh, be bringing light in the darkness. So. A lot of discussion. We could spend the whole rest of the time on it, but again, we just need a lot of prayer. And and um, so, why don't we do that right now, Michael? Michael calls and he brings up things uh, that Christians are wondering about, um, trying to decide. Um, Lord, it's an issue that we can get very emotional. We we can be angry. We can be sad. We can um, be fearful. Whatever the case may be, but Lord, we know we need you. And we know that you're the answer for this country, and Lord, um, that we have your word to guide us and direct us. And uh, so, Lord, uh, do that and press on our hearts uh, how it is that we conduct ourselves in the day in which we're living in. And I just pray that you would um, guide us in that way, direct us. Um, and Lord, I pray, um, even as we face perilous times, even as Paul would write, uh, that knowing that it's dangerous days, that um we just pray for your hand of protection upon um, Christians and churches in our land, in our state. Um, and Lord, 
we just commit all this to you, to trust in you, in Jesus' name, amen. All right, thanks for calling, Michael. Uh, a lot Thank of discussion. You, I, you bet. Bless it. So, God bless you. We're going to get ready to go to break here in a minute. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley. And just a reminder again that we are to bring light into the darkness. And uh, that's what I want to emphasize uh, in the day in which we're living in. And um, we're in a month of Thanksgiving. We have so much to be thankful for. Um, we have Jesus Christ. We have the gospel. And we're going to talk more about the things of the Lord in the second half of Calvary Live. So we'll be right back after the break. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Call us with your questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus right now at 303-690-3000. And welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. So delighted to be with you on this Tuesday afternoon, 303-690-3000. I'm taking your calls, your questions, your prayer requests. Give me a call and the text line for you to text a question. If we have time, we will get to those text questions, 720-336-0897. But Ray from Maryland has been waiting. So, Ray, you're on Calvary Live. Ray, you with us? Yes. Yes. How are you? Oh, real well, thank you. Thank you for taking my call. Well, thanks for calling. Appreciate it. Love hearing from you guys on the East Coast. Pastor, I have a um, question. Uh, I About three years ago, I found studying the Bible was difficult, so I purchased the NIV, and I've been studying out of that for, uh, for three years. And uh, a couple weeks, uh, along with that, I recently purchased the uh, New King James. So what I do is I study what I understand, and then I go to the King James Version. Um, but then a couple weeks ago on one of the shows, it was mentioned that they didn't uh, like the NIV Bible uh, because there were some verses missing. And But I'm try- I would like to know what Bible that you would like, that you could recommend uh, that I would understand, if that makes any sense to you. Yeah, it does. It makes good sense, and I think it's a good question because uh, people want to read a version that is easy to understand. Now, I used the New King James Version, um, and, but I've been using it for, you know, 25 years in ministry, so I'm very familiar with it. I teach from it. Uh, we've been doing it here at Calvary Chapel, uh, New King James Version. Um, and the NIV, a lot of churches use NIV, and I think it's okay for you to use the NIV um, you know, there can be different debates about uh, the NIV. Um, there are those who argue it's a word-for-word word translation. There are those who say it's a thought-for-thought thought translation. Uh, but a lot of people are comfortable with the NIV. I think, for the most part, there are some verses that perhaps from the, you know, uh, the text, the ancient text that it used, maybe that it omits or something like that. But for the most part, I think that you're going to to be able to read it and understand it. That's why people like it. They understand it a little bit better. 
and um, and and it's okay to to use the NIV. Um, for okay. me, I like I like the New King James, um, and because that's what I use. I I just have my my Bible that's all marked up, and and I know it, and uh, I love to use it, and I know it's a good word okay. for word. Another translation that you might look at is the English Standard Version. A lot of people like that. Um, and okay. that is a word-for-word translation, and that's a little bit easier to read. And that's what I think a lot of youth groups use, uh, or people that are just knowing the Bible, starting with the Bible, um, to, to use the English Standard Version. But okay. I think what, what you're going to find, Ray, is as you continue to study the Bible, whether it's New King James, NIV, whether it's the New English um, uh, version and again, I always recommend for good uh, study uh, New King James, King James. But um, right. here's here's the thing: you'll start understanding it, and um, okay. and a, a good tool to go along with you in your study is a concordance, and a concordance will really help. Um, and maybe a couple translations. There's uh, an app you can put um, or uh, a a program that's free you can pull up online uh, is Bible Gateway, and you can you can pull up a chapter and you can go to the New King James Version. You can pull up the NIV version. Then you can pull up the uh, English oh, okay. Standard Version, and it's it makes it easy. And and, and what's that so called again, Pastor? Bible Gateway. Okay. And if you just type it in, it'll come up. And matter of fact, I have it, and I pull it up uh, all the time when I'm doing the program here, actually. And um, it, you know, you can put in a passage, you can put in a chapter, you can put in. They have all the versions because there's so many versions of the Bible now. Some right, of them are right. bad, some of them are good. But I think for studying the Bible, you want to get a good word-for-word translation. Um, I don't like to read the thought-for-thought translations. And and again, I think as you read. Um, the New King James English Standard Version. There's some other ones. Um, NIV. A lot of people read the NIV. I think you're going to be studying the scriptures and you're going to be growing in it. And uh, but you can compare uh, translations. And I think what will happen is you'll settle in on a translation. But um, I just got a lot of confidence in the New King James, and um, I just love the New King James. But again, I've been studying it for 25 years, so. Yeah, um, and I just recently so, started studying it. Right, so it's exactly. It's difficult for me. Yeah, and right, you know, keep you know, Ray is such a blessing to hear you because keep studying. Uh, what happens? Is a lot of people think it doesn't make sense, but as you study more, you're going to start making the connections. You're start going to seeing what uh, the Bible is really seeing uh, being said in its context. Make sure that you are listening to. You got other tools. Uh, commentators, uh, you know, you go to a church that really puts the Bible together, and um, that's what I love about Calvary Chapel is it does chapter by chapter, verse by verse, all of the Bible, uh, and when you start getting more of the Bible, you start getting more of the context and uh, putting the Bible together, and that's how you're going to grow. So you're on a good path. Okay, Pastor. I really appreciate it, and God bless God bless, and I appreciate you calling. God bless you. Keep studying the Word. The Word, the yes, Word, sir. the Word. That's what I want to emphasize. All right. Great. All right. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you. 
303-690-3000 is the number to call. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Jeff Figs, and we do have some open lines, and we'd love to talk to you about the things of the Lord. Let's go to um, our next caller, and let's go to Inga, that is in Littleton. Hello? Inga, did I say yes. that right? It's Inga. How are you? Inga. Good, how are you, how are- Pastor Jeff? I'm good. Thanks for calling. Sure. I'm glad I was able to got to get through. Yes. Um, so I have a question. Um, so I got saved a little bit over two years ago, and um, I am definitely um, not an expert. So I, I read the Bible. I go to service. I listen to Grace FM all the time. And I have made um, several failed attempts of... Um, leading people to Jesus, and um, nothing, uh, nobody has ever actually um, developed an interest after talking to me, and I know I am not the one that is supposed to, um, you know, make people get saved, but um, I know it's God who needs to call people and you know, and draw, draw people to to him first, but at the same time, I don't want to um, do a bad job, you know, um, right. in presenting the gospel. So right now, I work for a Jewish family. I take mm-hmm. care of their little one-year-old baby, and I am wondering if God has, has uh, put me there for a reason. I, you know, I I would like to share the gospel with them. I would like to point them to Jesus, but they have never asked me anything. I mean, they know that I'm a Christian, but um, right. the the subject has not come up, so I'm wondering how do I go about it? Do I bring up yeah, the subject? Do I wait for a window, or what do I yeah. do? Yeah, you know, just your comments that you made, uh, Inga, is just uh, um, just wonderful, um, because uh, I, I bet there's a lot of listeners that are thinking the same thing as you. I've become a Christian. I want to share. Um, nobody's really responded. And when you were saying that, it reminds me, on Wednesday nights, we're in the book of Isaiah. And Isaiah was, you know, heard the voice of the Lord said, uh, who shall go for us? And I, Isaiah said, I will go. And then the Lord tells him that you're going to have a message, but people aren't going to be listening. Jeremiah was told the same thing, and Ezekiel was told the same thing. They were told that, you know, um, that, uh, that it's going to fall on deaf ears, uh, hardened hearts. And um, there's, you know, even Jeremiah, who ministered for 40 years, there's no record of convert, but he was faithful to give the Word of God. Um, but you are in a place where God has you to be light. And to pray for that family, Lord, um, how can I be a light and a message? First of all, the gospel is going to be given to them by how you live, um, okay. your conduct, your speech. And that is the important witness that sometimes we forget about because they do watch you. They know you're a Christian, you know, how you love that one-year-old baby, how you speak. Um, that is a witness in itself. But also to pray, Lord, that I would have the the prompting to be able to have that discussion with them or to, you know, mm-hmm. uh, when the door opens up for me to be able to share what your faith is. And I think the Lord will guide you in that. And, um, but to pray every single day 
and um, just you know leave it in the Lord's hands, and He'll show you, He'll guide you in that. And uh, but I, you know, I find it exciting uh, when I hear somebody who calls and says, "I want to be a light at my workplace," and I can hear that little one-year-old right now. And yeah, this is actually my son, but. Um, that's your son. Well, what a blessing. And yeah. I love to hear children's voices. Um, I love to hear moms and people that are just have a heart for people like you do uh, for this family. This family is blessed to have you. And mm-hmm. um, God has placed you there to be a light to them and how you live and um, and how you minister. And he's yeah. going to lead you in that. He's going to guide you in that. Okay. And um, um yeah, I, I found out that um, the, um, the mom of that family, she, um, she converted to Judaism. She was not born Jewish, um, really? but she converted when she got married, so she grew up Lutheran. So um, I, you know, I... I so she has I, some concept of Christianity. I'm sure she does. I, I think that if she did convert, um, she probably never got to know Jesus, right. you know, yeah, um, I, yeah, to experience him. Um, but um, I don't know. Like every day I'm wondering, will I ever get a window, you know, to share? And I don't want to mess it up. I don't want to. Right. Um, I don't know. To just them thinking that all I want is to, you know, convert them and yeah. brainwash them and. Uh, because that's yeah. what people think. I understand. Sure, absolutely. And I think that as you do it in a gentle way, in a very loving way, um, you know, tenderheartedly, um, and just kind of, um, you, you can tell when somebody's being defensive, uh, yeah. that you can just kind of back off from it. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, if you ask her, um, that's interesting, or um, you want from Lutheran to be Jewish, if the door opens up, uh, mm-hmm. without being too intrusive into their lives of, you know, um, you came to the Jewish faith and, um, you know, just uh, kind of ask them some questions or just open a discussion or, um, mm-hmm. you know, it, I think people know. He, there's always been a saying and um, that I remember hearing from one of my favorite ba- Bible teachers. He said, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Mm, that's and, true. And, mm-hmm. And once they know that you care about them and you care about this family, I think people are more open um, to discuss things. And, um, and you know, you, you don't have to just be overwhelming. And, and I don't sense that from you at all. You don't have to be, you know, just, um, just hit them hard with all this, but gently just be that light, that gentle spirit, that loving spirit. Pray for them. And the Lord's going to prepare their hearts for that time, for one day a, a real divine appointment that you have with them to speak about the things of Jesus and the gospel. Yeah, it makes me so nervous, you know, so nervous, because I yeah. do not want to ruin that. And I know that Jewish people are very proud of being um, Jewish, yeah. so I don't want them to think that I am disrespecting their faith or, or, or anything like that, because I'm not. But I'm thinking now that with... Um, holidays coming up, and I know they celebrate Hanukkah, you know, uh, close I to know. when we celebrate Christmas, so th- that may be an opening, you know, to, to share, it, and it they, may they're be. not very yeah. religious, yeah. Uh, Jews, yeah. you know, they, they don't go to synagogue or anything, so... Okay. Yeah, you might ask them about Hanukkah, they celebrate Hanukkah, you know, what is Hanukkah about, and 
um, we know that Hanukkah is about the time in their history um, that you know that they rededicated the temple and cleansed the temple after Antiochus Epiphanes went in and desecrated the temple. But yeah. Jesus actually celebrated Hanukkah, right? And um, is mentioned in John's Gospel, the Feast of Lights. So you know, mm-hmm. if you can tie it in, and 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 it's kind of interesting. But really, I think because I know what you're saying that some people can be. You know, the guards are up. They don't like to talk about it, and you can respect that, and you know. um, But just pray that, you know, the Lord can prompt their hearts. And sometimes you can say something, and when there's maybe a little bit of a harsh reaction or a negative reaction, you know why they do that is because they're being convicted. And, um, And to let that conviction run its course and the Lord minister to them. But you can plant seeds. You know, yeah. you can plant seeds by just expressing praises. And, um, you know, Paul writes in Ephesians chapter 5, singing songs and hymns and spiritual songs, you know, giving thanks unto the Lord always. And just that atmosphere of your spirit, of what you bring into the home is going to make a difference um, mm-hmm. there. Um, and they're going to see it. And um, you'll be surprised what the Lord does with that. Okay, yes. I mean, I'm definitely excited. To, to see something. I, it is exciting. Yeah, and I'm going to, let's pray. Let's pray for you, and um, uh, I just, I'm excited for you, I, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm blessed. Um, I, it's so neat. I just want to encourage everybody that's listening out there right now that Inga, you know, and, uh, and she's a, a testimony of this, that God will place you where you have a ministry, and right now it's to a family, a Jewish family. Uh, Bianca was talking about how she's befriended somebody that is Jewish, but it may be that person at work, that neighbor, that family member. We all have a mission field to be a light to others, and that's really where the difference is going to be made in our culture and in our society is telling people of Jesus Christ, looking for those opportunities, being a light. So, Lord, I pray for Inga. I just pray that you would bless her as she desires, has a heart for this family, that you've placed her to take care of this child. Um, Lord, I pray that you would just prompt her and guide her as she's looking for opportunities to share the gospel, that uh, it be evident the reality of Jesus Christ in her life, being uh, the light shined in that home, um, that you would guide her, that you would uh, direct her in uh, an opportunity, especially with Christmas coming up and the holidays, to be able to share Jesus Christ and him crucified in the good news. And I pray you prepare the hearts of this family. And Lord, that as she goes into that home, that she be speaking in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, making melody in her heart to the Lord and giving thanks and that they would notice, and there's something different and real about her, and that, Lord, um, you would just uh, bring this family to salvation. Um, We lift them up to you. We pray that they would have their eyes opened uh, and their hearts softened in every way, and it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor Jeff. Thank you. Hey, let me know. Let, let me know how it goes, if there's any updates. And I'm going to keep praying for you. I'm excited Thank for you. Thank you. Thank you so much. You bet. God bless you. God bless you, too. Bye-bye. All right. I believe we have open lines. All lines are open presently, 303 690 
we do have some time here at the show. And, you know, it blesses me so much when I hear somebody that calls that really has a heart for the people that are around them. And and it is so true. I, re- I remember hearing uh, John Corson say that, um, uh, uh, you know, that's on Grace FM, uh, I believe at 3 o'clock in the morning he's on. So if you're ever uh, listening to Grace FM at 3, you'll hear this wonderful Bible teacher out of Oregon. And um, I remember him saying years ago that no one cares, you know, really cares how much you know until they know how much you care. And us as Christians, I just want to remind us that, um, you know, we're living in a day and age. We've had a little bit of discussion about it even today, um, that we live in perilous times. And um, we live in uh, times where we see darkness all around us. Again, the, the, the culture, the um, things that have taken place in our country and what we see around the world. And you and I have the privilege of bringing light into all this darkness, and I pray that we would do that. And uh, um, it reminds me of what we're going to look at on Wednesday. We're in the book of Isaiah. And in the book of Isaiah, he's talking about a dark time that is... Um, in the nation, and he begins to give a message of hope. Uh, as Isaiah gives a very difficult message, he talks about how uh, they will pass through it hard and press in chapter 8 and hungry, and it shall happen when they are hungry, and they will be enraged and curse their king and their God and look upward, and then they will look to the earth and see trouble and darkness, gloom of anguish, and they will be driven into darkness. And we see that a lot. Um, we see that so much of the darkness around us and trouble around us. But then in chapter 9, it starts out and it says that the people who walk in darkness have seen a great light, and those who dwelt in the land of the shadow of death, upon them a light has shined. And that's what we have to give to others. Because in a few verses from that, then Isaiah writes, For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And that's what I want to encourage you. You have opportunity to bring light into the lives of those that are linked to you in in, uh, every way, in every place that you go to. And so we want to do that, especially with the holiday seasons coming up with Thanksgiving and Christmas. But before we end the show, we do have Roy from Greeley. Roy? Yes, Pastor Jeff. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Thanks for calling in. Mm-hmm. Thank you for having me. You bet. What can we um, do for I have, you? Oh, go ahead. <laughs> no, go ahead. Um, I just uh, have a prayer request for my brother. Um, okay. He's got mental illness. Um, the sad part is, I guess, it just seems like it's getting worse. Um, he's been coming in and out of jail lately for this past year. Um, then I notice a lot of people around, even on the news and social media, that a lot of people have mental illnesses, and it's just, it just seems like um, those people need prayer. I was wondering if you can pray yeah, for absolutely. my brother as well absolutely. as other people. You bet. You bet. And thanks for calling. And, Father, we do. We know that you love, um, you love us so much. And I pray for Roy, his brother, uh, who... Um, has a mental illness, Lord, I pray that you minister to his mind, because that's where a lot of the battle is, um, is in the mind. And Lord, that you would renew his mind, um, yeah. that you take the word of God and wash his mind, that you bring healing to him. 
And Lord, there's a lot of issues there that I don't understand, but you do. You understand everything. And Lord, a lot of discussion on, um, as we see mental illness and people struggling with it, Lord, I pray that you bring healing to them, that um, that you would uh, minister to them as families deal with this. It can be very difficult. It can be very hard. Um, and when we're confronted with that, which we don't understand what's going on in a person's life, what's going on in their mind, Lord, we can fall back on what we do understand, and that is you're able to bring physical healing, mental healing, emotional healing, uh, of every kind. And I just pray for your touch upon Roy's brother, for those who are dealing with this issue, those who are listening that have somebody that um, they just, it's been hard and difficult. Lord, we pray for your touch. We pray for your touch in this nation. We pray for your touch upon people, um, that you would just bring healing to them in every way. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, Roy, th- thanks for calling in. Okay, we got a few minutes left. Um, I do want to remind you that for those of you um, in the uh, northern Colorado area, that we will be in the book of Isaiah talking about this very thing tomorrow in Isaiah chapter 9. It's an incredible study, so check out our website, calvarychapelgreeley.com. We'd love to see you. We've got a place for the whole family, uh, whether you have somebody in the nursery or somebody in high school youth group, uh, we have a place for them and um, to be able to minister to them. We have a time of worship. Get here. Uh, I can get crowded on Wednesday nights. Love to see everybody come out, and um, it's just wonderful. It's a great opportunity for you to be in church, especially we live in a culture where um, weekends people are working, people um, you know are out and about. We just live in that culture, so Wednesday nights is a great opportunity for you they continue to be in fellowship. So I'm very thankful for Wednesday night services that we have. And then Sunday morning at 8, 9.30, and 11 o'clock, and we're finishing Luke's Gospel right now. It's been an incredible study. And in Luke's Gospel, we're going to look at Simon of Cyrene as he's going to take the cross for Jesus. And it really is an incredible study that we're going to look at on Sunday morning because Simon, his family, is mentioned in the New Testament. And, and we're going to talk about that Simon not only carried that cross, it physically he carried the cross to Golgotha, Jesus' cross, and, and um, you know, just putting ourselves in his sandal when he did that. But also he would carry his cross into his home, to his family, to his kids, to his marriage. And I think it's a very important consideration. And uh, so we'll be talking about that. Again, check out everything um, for... Um, uh, for Sunday morning, 8, 9.30, and 11 o'clock. Again, we'd love to meet you, love to be able to talk with you about those things. Um, I do have a text message. Uh, got several of them. Sorry, I'm not able to get to all of them, but the first one that came in kind of caught my attention, and uh, we'll kind of finish things up with this. It says, do I have to be baptized in order to go to heaven? And the question is no. We are baptized as a declaration that we are saved. We are baptized as we identify with Christ. We do it out of obedience, um, but it is a proclamation, a public proclamation that I follow the Lord. I identify with him as I go under the water, that my sins are buried with Christ as I come out of the water, that I am raised in a newness of life. Uh, 
Um, so um, would, um, you know, baptism, we did a baptism just uh, uh, a few uh, weeks ago, and it was, it's always a wonderful time as we try to do that every few months here. And uh, I love people coming out to the water. It's a very special time, and again, out of obedience uh, that the Lord uh, desires for us to come out into the waters, to be baptized, and uh, but it's not necessary for salvation, as some teach. Uh, we baptize those who have made that profession of faith. That's what we see in the Scriptures. Uh, and uh, so uh, for you who uh, ask that question, there are those who teach that baptism is necessary for salvation, and I don't believe the Scriptures teach that at all. We are saved by faith alone, and we need to always remember that as Christians, that we are saved by faith alone. So we're coming to the end of our program. I thank you for everybody that's called in again. uh, We're entering into the season of Thanksgiving and Christmas, and what my prayer is is that we would be ones that would be thankful for what the Lord has done, be a light, and as we talk about Thanksgiving, as we talk about uh joy and peace and goodwill to all men. We know it's only found in Jesus Christ. So be that light to others. Be that light to others around you um, and bring it into the darkness that we're seeing around us uh, in the world and in our nation and in our own communities and neighborhoods. Uh, Be that light and give the hope of Jesus Christ to others. So let's end the program by just praying, Lord, we pray that you would help us to do that, even as Jesus was the light that came into the darkness, that we are the light of the world to do the same thing. In Jesus' name, amen. Bless you. Um, Thanks for listening in today. Have a great evening. Thank you for listening to Calvary Live. Be sure to tell a friend about Grace FM.